welcome once again to the Coffin Heroes podcast. Once again, your host, Alan. Uh, so yeah, it's that time of the month now where we go through the uh, previews magazine. We've selected the titles that we're most looking forward to. Uh, these are titles that will be out in a couple of months' time, uh, basically around October time. So we just like to make sure you get as much time as possible to pre-order these titles and just to make everybody aware of what's out there. Uh, keeping up with comics can be... Uh, a tiresome job sometimes so we certainly do our best to uh, keep you guys informed as usual we'll break it down into three categories we'll do dc comics we'll do marvel comics and we'll do indie comics um i mean there are more beyond just these titles but again these are the ones we're most excited about uh so yeah we'll just we'll kick things off with uh dc comics and as usual when there's dc involved there is batman involved uh, what we've got here is a Batman one-shot. It's uh, called Batman's Secret Files, number one. So for this one, it's basically the idea is it's to delve deeper into Batman's case histories and to discover brand new stories by some of you know, some of the best up-and-coming talents in DC uh, comics. Um, it is going to be curated, in a sense, by Tom Keane and Mikkel Yannon, who are, of course, the, the main team on the Batman title. So they'll set up a little framing sequence, and then they've actually picked the uh, the teams of creators to la- take a look at some of the Bat mysteries, past and present. You know, it's uh, going to feature a whole pile of different Batman villains. You're going to have a look at the Scarecrow, you know, how his fear talks and affects the common man. Um, and there's even going to be a story where uh, Batman teams up with Detective Chimp. So you really can't go wrong with that. Uh, the writers are basically down as Jordi Belair, Ram V, Cheryl Lynn Eaton and Tom Taylor. And the art, as well as me, Kelly Allen doing that little, uh, framing, uh, the little framing sequence. You've also got George Fornes, Elena Casagrande, Brad Walker and then it says tentatively others as well. So that's the first one to keep an eye out for. That is Batman Secret Files number one. That is due for release on Halloween. Um, <clears throat> another one that I thought looked really, really interesting. This is a, a prestige format um, graphic. Well, it's it's almost a graphic novel. Prestige format basically is 80 pages. Um, so with this one, it'll be a little bit more expensive than a regular issue, but you get plenty of bang for your buck. Uh, with this one, it's Cursed Comics Cavalcade number one. And this is basically perfect timing for Halloween. You know, you're going to get some sort of more horror-based stories within the uh, the DC universe. Uh, it's, again, another anthology tale. So you've got a, a plethora of great writers and artists. In terms of writers, you've got James Tanyan IV, Becky Cloonan, Brian Hill, Tim Seeley, uh, among others. And on art duties, you've got Mark Buckingham, Becky Cloonan again, Riley Rossimo, Ricardo Federici and again others to be announced uh so there's going to be 10 all new stories uh they promise to be the most terrifying shocking and most horrific comment that dc comics has ever published and then in brackets and previews it says hyperbole much uh but it's going to feature the likes of batman wonder woman guy gardner swamp thing that you interested karen uh zatanna and then more of uh, the other heroes from the dc universe and uh it's not just going to be um story set on earth and gotham metropolis and so forth it also will go to the darkest sectors of the universe um so yeah that is uh cursed Cav- uh, comics cavalcade number one the next one is kind of an interesting one um any of you that have caught the video that we put up on our facebook page for the titles we're looking forward to i put up dc blank comics now 
this is something a bit different. This is probably going to be something aimed at younger, uh, younger audiences. But this is the kind of thing I think will help get kids into comics. I was having an interesting conversation with a, a customer today, Phil, and he was saying how he thinks a lot of our customers would be sort of around our age, you know, mid-twenties to mid-thirties, disposable income, but at the same time, a lot of uh, the regulars would have kids. And I think this is the kind of thing that'll get kids into comics. Basically what this is, uh, there's this day of the year, it's called 24-Hour Comics Day, uh, which is basically around the world, the ideas in those 24 hours, people write and draw a comic. Um, so what they're doing DC, they are releasing these blank comics, which is basically going to be Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman. So the way it'll come, it's going to ship at a $2.99 price tag. Uh, it's going to be the proper paper stock that, um, that DC uses for professionals in terms of the covers. And it's going to have then 24 blank pages inside. So the whole idea is that you're drawing your own comic. And I like the idea of this being within this sort of DC format. It gives it that bit more authenticity as opposed to, you know, handing a child, you know, a 30-page blank book, that kind of thing. I just think this is going to be a really interesting thing to do, as I say, to um, interest kids into comics. And I think that's something, you know, we, we can all encourage. Um, and anything that encourages creativity, you know, I, I think is, is definitely a winner. Uh, and again, I like that it's tailoring for Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman. So that's pretty much everybody covered. Uh, the next one is DC, but it's also Vertigo. Uh, and this is Lucifer number one. Now, I just read Sandman Universe last night. I thought it was a great one shot. I thought that it was great for uh, an introductory issue for people who are not too familiar with the Sandman Universe. I mean, my worry was going to be that the Sandman universe was going to feel like a bit of a boys club. You know, it's if you've read all this great stuff in the past, you'll understand this. If you haven't read all that stuff, you won't. I thought it was a great starting point for new readers. And out of that, there's going to be four titles that uh, come out of that one shot. And with Lucifer, I just really like the little blurb on this one, I have to say. Uh, with this one, it's written by Dan Waters. And Art Duties is by Max Fiamara and Sebastian Fiamara. Um, so for the little blurb for this one is Lucifer is missing. Having embarked on a dangerous journey to find the mother of his abandoned son, the Prince of Lies finds himself imprisoned and crippled by mysterious forces who seek to torment him for their own terrible ends. Meanwhile, a car has crashed, two witches blind themselves, a tumour speaks its first words, and a perfectly good bowl of oatmeal is left to go cold. I mean, I want to know what happens with that bowl of oatmeal. Let's be honest, that's that's the hook right there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I love that the Sandman universe is coming back. I, I like that Neil Gaiman is curating it. Uh, therefore, it it gives the, the Sandman uh, titles a bit more of authenticity. I mean, Doomsday Clock, I'm absolutely loving. But the lack of Alan Moore is a little bit of a shame. It would have been great if he was involved in some way. But again, we all know why he's not involved with DC Comics. And you can't really argue with him too much on that one. Um, the other titles coming out look good as well. I mean, in terms of the Vertigo Sandman titles, there's also the Books of Magic coming out uh, in October. But just the Lucifer one just caught my eye that that little bit more. Um, so the next one I have down, I'm slightly embarrassed for myself putting this down a little bit because um, I'm not a massive Harley Quinn fan, I have to say, but this actually sounds really interesting. Um, you know, Harley's always been a character that can ape other... Um, can you have other comic book characters and other genres and all kinds 
in a sense, she's a female Deadpool, let's be honest. It's the closest thing DC has to Deadpool. So in this case, they've went with a title called Old Lady Harley, uh, number one. So this is due for release on the 24th of October. Uh, it's written by Frank Thierry, with art and cover by Morrissey. Now, that's not Morrissey, the singer. It's Morrissey. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um... So yeah, again, just a little blurb on this one. After liberating New York City from her now feral gang of Harleys, poor Harley wants nothing more than to slip back into retirement in her coastal paradise. But the Laughing Boys gang has another idea. They'll follow her to the ends of the earth to drag her back to their leader. It can't actually be him, right? He couldn't possibly still be alive, could he? After all, Harley killed him herself with her bare hands. Should she turn to President Pargard for help? Or flee to the 51st state, Atlantis. Step into an insane vision of a future DC universe we all better hope we don't live to see. I mean, this almost comes across as an Elseworlds title, and that's something I can definitely get on board with. Uh, I do think it'll be a lot of fun. It is going to be just five issues, that one little mini-series. Um, I will throw one last shout-out here. This is one that I don't have on the board, but it's something that's really caught my eye. And again, it's going to be um, a more horror-focused title. For anyone who's not on it so far, Justice League Dark, I thought, had a really, really strong first issue. Uh, reintroducing Satana, Swamp Thing, you know, Man Bat, Detective Chim, little cameo in there from Constantine as well. And it had Wonder Woman on the team. And they managed to integrate Wonder Woman really well, I thought. And there's going to be a little crossover event in uh, October, which starts off with a one-shot called The Witching Hour. Uh, so for this one... It is written by James Tiny and the Fourth. Um, art is by Jesus Moreno, and again, just give you a little blurb on this one. Just in time for Halloween, it's the Witching Hour, a five-part weekly event that will rewrite the future of DC's magical heroes. Hisate, the witch goddess of magic, always knew a day would come when the monsters she stole her magic from would return. Now she must activate the witch marked humans within whom she sec secreted vast stores of power, and the most powerful of the witch marked. Wonder Woman. So that's going to be a little one shot and then it's going to be a crossover with um, the Justice League Dark title and Wonder Woman. So if that's one you're interested in, do let us know because it takes a little bit more planning in terms of making sure you guys get the Wonder Woman issues, the Justice League Dark issues. Again, I, I go back to the fact this one wasn't actually on our board, but it just really caught my eye and I think it looks really, really intriguing. And again, going back to it, I thought the, uh, the first issue of... Um, of Justice League Dark was pretty damn exceptional. Um, so yeah, that's DC. There is much more beyond that. I mean, the DC previews has, has some great stuff in there. Um, but those are just the ones that, that we picked out to think look great. Um, so yeah, that's DC. I'll take a very quick pause. And after that, we will move on to Marvel. <laughs> And welcome back. That brings us on to Marvel. Now with Marvel, the first one that I'm going to recommend, I feel a little tiny bit guilty doing so. Because this is a title that is going to require a big commitment. It's basically a, a big event that Marvel are doing called Spider-Geddon. Now with Spider-Geddon, the main title itself is only going to be five issues. Uh, there will It will be preceded by a little uh, one-shot, which is actually out, I think, next week called Edge of Spider-Geddon, uh, which it itself will be four issues. And those four issues will be written by different creative teams each time. But it's all leading up to Spider-Geddon, which, uh, as I say, is five issues. But the reason I feel a little guilty recommending this is the main title's five issues, 
But in terms of tie-ins, you've got a three-issue tie-in called Spider Force, a two-issue tie-in called Vault of Spiders, a three-issue tie-in called Spider Girls. Uh, you've got what looks to be a new ongoing series for Spider-Gwen, which is going to start off with uh, tie-in issues. And then you've also got um, Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man 311, which is going to be a tie-in, and then a series called Superior Octopus, which again is going to be a tie-in. So I feel a bit guilty about this because if you're a Spider fan and this sounds good to you, it's a pretty big commitment to read it. Now, the title that I would most liken it to in recent times would be um, Metal. Now with Metal, you could read the main series on its own. It does make sense, but that universe is definitely enriched if you also got all the tie-in issues, uh, if you got all the, the one-shots and so forth. So I think with this one, this is almost going to be Marvel's equivalent. And a lot of those titles do look really, really good. Um, I would say out of all of them, if I had to pick one that stood out, it would definitely be the Superior Octopus, because Superior Spider-Man was a, was a great way run that one. Uh, but Spider-Geddon itself, so... As I said, it starts off with a, uh, a five-issue um, miniseries. It is written by Christos Gage, but it does say with Dan Slott. So whether he's just providing input in terms of the story, obviously, as we know, no man for a long, long time there. Um, so I can understand why he would have a little bit of uh, a little bit of input into this. Uh, the art is going to be by George Molina. And the little blurb for this one is, Back in 2014, Spider-Verse brought every Spider-Man ever together. This event, spinning out of Amazing Spider-Man 800, has Christos Gage and Dan Slott teaming up to destroy them all. The Inheritors have somehow gotten out of their radioactive prison planet and made their way to the Marvel Universe. It's going to take a whole Spider-Army to keep them from taking it all. Starring Spider-Man, Doctor Octopus, Spider-Gwen, Miles Morales, Spider-Woman, the Spider-Man from the anticipated video game, and... Well, every Spider-Man and Spider-Woman ever, including some brand new ones. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not a huge Spider-Man guy, but I'm going to be on board for this. Um, especially one that's going to bring all these different characters together. So I think that could be pretty special. But as I said, it's a pretty big commitment if you're going to sign up for it. You could probably just read the main title, as I say, the five issues. But I do get the feeling that the other ones are going to enrich this story. So it uh, it might be worth uh getting them all plus you know let's be honest we're all collectors here this is how they get us <laughs> um for the next title i thought this was quite an interesting one um i thought one of the breakout characters from the black panther movie uh was shuri uh black panther's sister so she's now getting her own comic book uh from what i can see it is going to be an ongoing but to me this is the kind of title again i could be wrong on this but this looks like the kind of title you might get like a five issue mini series for something like that uh but it's written by nettie okora for uh with art by leonardo romero um now with this one again the little blurb sort of sums it up nicely the world fell in love with her in the movie now the black panther's techno genius sister launches her own adventures written by best-selling afro-futurist author nettie or Okorafor and drawn by Eisner nominated artist Leonardo Romero. The Black Panther has disappeared, lost on a mission in space. Black Panther in space, that's right. And in his absence, everyone's looking at the next in line for the throne. But Shuri is happiest in a lab, surrounded by gadgets of her own creation. She'd rather be testing gauntlets than throwing them. But a nation without a leader is a vulnerable one, and Shuri may have to choose between Wakanda's welfare and her own. 
So that sounds like an interesting title. I think that'll be a good one for some younger readers as well and hopefully people who enjoyed the Black Panther movie. Again, I, I would say that she was one of my favourite characters in the Black Panther movie and also quite important in uh, Infinity War as well. So, uh, yeah, that could be that could be good. Um, but if you do fancy some normal Black Panther action, well, as normal as this one can be, uh, there is going to be a five-issue miniseries for Black Panther vs. Deadpool. This kicks off... Uh, in October, it is written by Daniel Kibblesmith, with art by Ricardo Lopez Ortiz. Um, the byline for it's pretty good. Vibranium bullets and regrowing limbs. Everything you would want from a comic is here. Deadpool's teamed up with Taken Down or Taken a Beating from just about every hero in the Marvel Universe. And no way is Black Panther going to miss out on his turn. From late show writer Daniel Kibblesmith comes a hilarious romp through Wakanda as Deadpool goes on the hunt for the world's most valuable resource, Vibranium. When a beloved figure of the Marvel Universe becomes collateral damage in a fight between Deadpool and the Wrecker, the heroic Deadpool sets out to obtain a fragment of Vibranium that could save the victim's life. But his unconventional methods ranging from poaching to dismemberment don't sit well with the King of Wakanda, and Deadpool's about to learn that you don't bring a sword to a claw fight. That could be really interesting, as I say. Um... Not the world's biggest Deadpool guy, but I think he's good in team-up issues. I really enjoyed the Deadpool Old Man Logan. I also really enjoyed Hawkeye vs. Deadpool. So again, that could be one to uh, one to look out for. Um, the next one I've got down is X-Men Black. Now, anyone who's been in the store and had a little chat with me about X-Men... I do kind of yearn for the days where they could just simplify X-Men and do one, maybe two titles. At the moment, they just seem to be going through the colours. X-Men Gold, X-Men Blue, X-Men Red, X-Men Black. What makes this one stand out for me is, A, J. Scott Campbell is going to be doing covers for this. And anybody who knows his work, um, it is, he's one of the absolute best. And he tends to do a lot of variant covers that can be a bit more expensive to get. So the fact that he's doing cover A's, I think, is a big draw for this. But the main... Well, there's two main draws for it. One is that it focuses on the villains. So it's basically five one-shots. Uh, one's going to focus on Emma Frost, one on Juggernaut, one on Mystique, one on Mojo, and one on Magneto. But the main draw for it for me is that Magneto issue because it's going to have uh, Chris Claremont writing it. So I think that is... Uh, I think that's going to be pretty special. I mean, if you want a good X-Men writer, you really can't go wrong with... Uh, with Claremont, you know, there's a plethora of good writers and artists on these, but that's definitely the one that uh, that sticks out for me. Uh, so yeah, so that's X-Men Black, as I say, that's going to be five one-shots. Again, another one to throw out there, it's not on the board, uh, but I'm really glad to see it coming back as Marvel are bringing back their What If series. And some of these look great, there's What If Magic, What If X-Men, What If Thor, uh, What If Ghost Rider, What If Spider-Man. And the best one of them all, what if the Punisher, which is basically, um, what if Peter Parker became the Punisher? That sounds great. Uh, but yeah, I love what if titles. I love titles that are one shots that are good to read, um, easy to enjoy, but you don't have to sign up to you know read thirty issues or something to enjoy it. So uh, as I say, it's not on the board, but um, there's some good good looking what if titles there. I have to say, um. So yeah, that's another one to look out for. So yeah, that brings us pretty much to the end of the uh, Marvel segment. Um, so you had the Spider-Geddon titles, Shuri, Black Panther vs. Deadpool, X-Men Black, 
and then a little extra shout out there for the what if titles uh, so again just a very quick little break and we'll be back with the indies <laughs> So welcome back once again for the previews. Uh, we're moving now on to indie. Now indie's always a strange one because I always end up just recommending so much Image comics that it almost feels like indie, indie doesn't really apply to Image anymore. They're getting bigger and bigger. But there's just so many great looking titles coming out especially for October. Uh, so basically four of them are Image and then there's one that isn't. Uh, we'll kick off things with Dead Rabbit number one. Uh, now this... First of all, I had to do a little double take when I saw this. The Dead Rabbit has become quite a famous uh, bar in New York. It's actually run by two guys from Northern Ireland. They they were originally uh, the head bartenders in The Merchant. And they went over, they opened up The Dead Rabbit. It's been voted the best bar in the world a couple of times. But we have a regular customer, Mark, who works on their menus for them. And their menus are quite unique over in The Dead Rabbit because their menus take the form of a comic book. So all the cocktails will be in there, but there'll also be a sequential story for you to read. And uh, when I first saw this, I thought maybe that that was getting printed. Uh, but this is actually a different title. This one's written by Jerry Dugan with art by John McRae, another local boy. Uh, so for this one, it's a crime, mystery and comedy. Um, the blurb for it goes, Back in the 90s, the dead rabbit was a prolific Boston stick-up man and hoodlum until he took down one last big score and disappeared. Nobody ever discovered the truth. He retired to be with the love of his life. Now he's back in the mask to save her, but no one, not his wife, the mafia, or the cops is happy that he's out of retirement. So yeah, basically the idea here is that um, the dead rabbit, this is a man who says he's descended from one of the original gangs of New York City. If you've ever seen the movie Gangs of New York, the dead rabbits are in that as well. Um, so I really like the look of that, I have to say. That is uh, launching on October 3rd. Uh, there is some preview art you can find on the previews website. Uh, and th this looks pretty glorious, I have to say. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, the next one that I had in terms of uh, a preview, again, image, had to be, is one called Juke Joint. Uh, now this is going to be a five issue mini series. The writer is T. Franklin and the artist is Aletha E. Martinez. Basically this is set in the Deep South and it's a horror series so I'm on board straight away. I love Deep South set stories whether it's Southern, Southern Bastards, it's Redneck. I just think there's something quite seductive about that part of the world and quite horrific so it lends itself beautifully to this. It's almost like a part of America that time forgot, I think. Uh, got slightly left behind. Uh, but this one basically is set in New Orleans in uh, the 1950s. So the juke joint keeps the jazz popping, people bopping, and the women. The women are to die for. There's only one rule. Keep your hands to yourself. But some men think rules don't apply to them. And Mahalia and her coven of slain women enjoy reminding them that they most certainly do. So again, there's some uh, preview pages for this. Looks really interesting, really horrific. Again, a good title to uh, launch with in October. So that's Juke Joint number one. Now the next one, <clears throat> again, it has to be image. Uh, this is called Murder Falcon. Uh, this is written and drawn by Daniel Warren Johnson. Uh, there's also contributing art by Mike Spicer. Now with this one, Daniel Warren Johnson, he's a, an, a creator to keep an eye out on. He recently did a great image series called Extremity which I was a big, big fan of. Uh, great sort of uh, steampunk sci-fi. Uh, so this one, uh, Murder Falcon, this just sounds great. Uh, the world is under attack by monsters and Jake's life is falling apart. No band, no girl, no future. 
until he meets Murder Falcon. He was sent from the heavy to destroy all evil, but he can't do it without Jake shredding up a storm. Now, with every chord Jake plays on the guitar, the power of metal fuels Murder Falcon into all-out kung fu fury on those that seek to conquer Earth. Conquer Earth. It's time to shred. That just sounds glorious, and it sounds the kind of thing you only really get in comics, to be honest. And again, those are the kind of titles that I love recommending. I love sort of out there ideas that people only get to explore in the comics world because obviously they don't have the same budget or the same concerns with a TV show or a, a movie where it has to be um, profitable in the same way. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun, one to really jump on, guys. Um, again, I think it's going to be a mini-series. It doesn't 100% state here. Uh, but it basically says, if you like the over-the-top humour of Shirtless Bear Fighter, and who doesn't, uh, Scott Pilgrim and Netflix's Kung Fury, you'll love Murder Falcon. So yeah, I really think that's going to be a great one to jump on board. Uh, number four in terms of recommendations we have is Witches, Bad Egg Halloween Special One-Shot. So Witches is a wonderful horror title. It is written by Scott Schneider with art by Jock. Um... I mean, these two guys, when they worked together before, it was on The Black Mirror, which is one of my favourite Batman stories. You've probably heard me wax lyrical about it before. Uh, but Witches was a six-issue miniseries, and there's been a lot of teases on Twitter that Witches 2 is coming soon. Now, what I would say is that this is going to be an 80-pager. Uh, so this is going to serve both as a standalone story in the Witches world, but it's also going to be a prequel to Witches Volume 2. So, Bad Egg tells the story of Seb and Jackson, two innocent teenagers reared on opposite sides of the eternal struggle between good and evil. Sebastian's mother is a member of the Irons, the most ruthless witch hunters in history, while Jackson's family are high-horned witches. Can these two boys find friendship amidst this age-old blood feud, or are their fates already sealed? Yeah, I mean, as as you guys already know, I always say follow creators as much as stories, and if you've got Scott Snyder writing, you've got Jock doing art, I am there. Simple as that. Uh, and I love the fact that it's almost graphic novel size, to be honest. 80 pages. Again, just in time for Halloween. That's going to be absolutely perfect. Um, And then the last uh, big recommendation I have for you is... Oh, and I should say, I beg your pardon before that. Um, If Witches is something you haven't actually read before, uh, we always keep the graphic in stock. So if you are interested in Witches Bad Egg Special, um, you can always pick up the trade from us as well, just to get caught up. And it's a really good trade as well, as well as the six issues, which are on their own brilliant. There's extra material. Scott Schneider tells a great story in it about where the, um, the influences came for from witches from childhood stories and stuff. So really great read. So it is always keep it on the shelf. As soon as it sells, it's just reordered back in. Um, but yeah, so to bring you to the uh to the last recommendation, uh, for indie. There's a great series called Umbrella Academy. It's written by Jared Wave, you know, My Chemical Romance fame, and drawn by Gabrielle Ba. So far, there have been two full trades. Uh, one is called Apocalypse Suite, and the second is called Dallas. Um, but now they're bringing back a third. They're bringing back a new one called Hotel Oblivion. So the number one of this is going to launch in um, October the 3rd. Uh, this is going to be a mini-series. If I had to guess, it'll be six issues, as the, the previous two were. So Umbrella Academy, basically, it's it's almost like a twisted version of the X-Men. It's all about people with special abilities. Um, 
So the blurb for this one is, Faced with an increasing number of lunatics with superpowers eager to face off with his own wonderkin brood, Sir Reginald Hargreaves developed the ultimate solution. Now, just a few years after Hargreaves' death, his Umbrella Academy is scattered. Number five is a hard gun. Kraken is stalking big game. Rumour is dealing with the wreckage of her marriage. A Rotown space boy runs around the streets of Tokyo. Vanya continues her physical therapy after being shot in the head. And no one even wants to mention Seance until issue two. So Umbrella Academy, it's been uh, adapted for a Netflix show. And with that soon to debut, you know, this is perfect timings to uh, bring this title back. You know, it won, it won plenty of awards, uh, sold really, really well. And the promise for this one is that the characters are stranger than ever and that their past is coming back to haunt them. So, yeah, it'd be a great time to sort of jump on that now before um, the TV series does launch. But, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, there's there's loads of other good stuff through the previews. So there is, you know, the continuation of the Stranger Things comics. I see um, there is some good predator stuff in there there's some good dragon age stuff there's you know uh trade launching for halo collateral damage um there's there's loads and loads of good stuff here there's even a um there's even a halloween series based on star wars uh, it's called star wars adventures tales from vader's castle this is going to be a five week event and it's basically almost going to be star wars but horror it's going to focus more on the sort of... It puts a spooky spin on your favourite characters from a galaxy far, far away. You know, it's going to feature characters such as Hera, Kanan, Chopper, Obi-Wan, Count Dooku, Han Solo, Chewbacca, the Ewoks, and of course Darth Vader. So yeah, it's going to be a bit of a horror-based series. I really should have put that one on the board, actually, simply because the uh, the the covers, I should say, I beg your pardon, are done by Francesco Francavia, and these covers are bloody beautiful. Uh, pretty damn iconic looking so that'll be another one to look out for the Star Wars Adventures Vader's Castle uh, but yeah there's there's tons of good stuff beyond that anyway I mean always check out the previews website guys um, it's basically as far as I'm aware it's just previewsworld.com and it'll give you some uh, further reading to do feeling that when you come into the store we always keep the previews catalogs up at the counter so if you want to come in and have a look and a flick through them you're always more than welcome there's no issues there at all um I mean, obviously, we can only recommend so much each month. The last thing I want to do is test everybody's wallets even more by, you know, recommending 50 titles every month and that kind of thing. But again, those are just the ones that, that we're looking forward to. Um, so, yeah, so I hope you guys find the, the, these podcasts helpful. A uh, few people have been asking me when this one was going to go live. So I like to think that, you know, it is proving useful to everyone. Um Obviously, if there's any titles you want to add to your pull list, either drop us a message on Messenger through the Facebook page or feel free to call in and have a chat with us. Again, if you don't have a pull list and you're new to all this, uh, again, call in anytime. With with pull lists, we're happy whether you're getting one title a week, ten titles a week. There's no limit, uh, minimum or maximum. All the comics will be bagged and boarded. We, of course, do our little loyalty scheme where for every ten comics you get one free, so there's great value there. Um, and it also means you'll never miss out on those titles, you know, because comics can go pretty fast. Um, you know, whether it's ourselves or Forbidden Planet or whatever, you know, you can't always have everything in stock and you can't always guarantee certain titles because you just have no idea what's going to sell. And that's why we do these little previews podcasts, because we want to get a sense of what our customers want and we want to make sure no one's disappointed. 
so yeah, if you ever want to set up a pull list, just pop in. Again, I don't mind if you pop in once a month to collect it or you come in every week on New Comic Book Day or Saturdays or whatever. Life does get in the way sometimes, so never feel under any pressure to you know get straight in there. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll wrap this up now. Uh, so that's just our previews for um, this coming, uh, titles coming, I should say, late September slash October. Uh, just with these ones, if you can get to us by Friday the 24th of August, any titles that you would like pre-ordered. And as I say, we'll always add those to your pull list. But um, yeah, I'll just leave it there. I uh, hope everyone has a good day and I'll see you guys soon.